East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I of course am Les and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki. How goes it? It goes okay. How goes it with you? Um, I think we're just both okay. You know, we took Labor Day week off and it was a relaxing time. I'm trying to remember. Oh, wait. I'm all trying to remember what I did. I went to see Beyonce. Yes, you did. You went to LA. You went to see Beyonce for the second time. I saw her twice. Thank you kindly. Virgo mm -hmm. sister. Um, mm -hmm. I had quite the eventful week in LA. I went to Sir um sexy unique restaurant in west wait Hollywood. you sat in the same table that i was sitting in i could tell I from know. where you took your picture i'm like oh my god it's just where we sat well me and my friend jojo went and we had both never been for brunch and um you know me and lvp have a sorted history together and <laughs> i was firmly um I firmly believe and I stand in my beliefs of season nine. I'm not going to regurgitate everything. But back in the day, you know, I tweeted my thoughts and um, I met her at BravoCon 2019 and I took a selfie with her and her fan base for. Um, I have this memory of somebody calling me a pig and I was like, oh, my God, thank you, because I love bacon. <laughs> but um <laughs> I, you know, I don't take it personal, whatever, but um, I don't hate the lady, but I just think that she's, you know, she is who she is. But I also, mm -hmm. want, if I want to go to Sir, I'm going to go to Sir, you know what I'm saying? So I tried going to Tom Tom for brunch, um, but they were closed or something weird. And I didn't want to drive all the way across town for Schwartz and Sandy's. It's not worth it. It's not. Yeah. And I know that you'd been there. And so I was like, you know, Leslie said it's not worth it. But then I walked in to Sir not realizing that it was reservations only so what i did was okay. i was like oh excuse my god how dare you excuse me <laughs> and so she because it was brunch and so she's like oh we're doing reservations only or you can sit at one of those tables and uh, like when somebody leaves but it was packed and so these people got their check i am so shameless i got my, my i channeled my inner leslie because you know leslie at BravoCon, don't play and so um <laughs> I was like, what would Leslie do? And so I just went up to that table. And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I went up to that table and I was just like, good morning. Did you guys like it? You could have sworn I worked there. And so <laughs> I was like, hi, did you guys enjoy your meal? I was like, fabulous. I was like, are you guys leaving? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, can we have your table? And they're like, absolutely. <laughs> and then they were about to take a picture. So I was like, here, I'll take the picture for you. I got you. And so that's how I got my table, like in minutes. And so perfect. And then Peter from the show walks in. I scream Peter like he was my old friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, Peter. And he waves back. Very nice man. Very tall. Very like, tall and very handsome. Oh my God. Yes. And I didn't realize how tall and broad he is. Like he looks thinner mm -hmm. on the show um he's very muscular and yes. he's wearing like the tightest jeans oh let me just close my eyes for a little very bit. nice yeah very nice and then I said do you take pictures with people is this weird and he's like oh no absolutely so I got it started I felt bad because once I said can we take a picture mm -hmm. um all of a sudden these girls behind us who were Bravo fans um they're like oh my god 
And so I'm like, y'all owe me a drink because I'm, I jump started this little meet and greet. <laughs> so, uh, but he was very nice. He took pictures with everybody and the food was okay. No shade. Yeah. It's just okay. Okay. Yeah. The drinks were good. I got a mimosa done basic. Um, the food was okay. It was very, my friend Jojo got the avocado toast. It was presented very pretty. I didn't taste it, but I got um, what they call the protein scramble. Okay. And it was, and I have a picture of it. I didn't post it because it wasn't like aesthetically pleasing. And so <laughs> I was like, I, and that's no shade. I mean, I will post it if people want to see it, but it, it was ugly. Like the eggs were hella scrambled and it had spinach. Yeah. You need to send me that. I want to see I'm it. I'm like, and I told Jojo, I'm like, I'm not posting my picture because your picture is pretty. Mine is ugly. So yeah. I, I'm not trying to shade the bitch. And then not the bitch, but you know, like, I'm not trying to, I don't want people to be like, oh, Mario's coming for sure. You know what I mean? So, right. but it was good. It was a good experience and it was cute. And um, the pump closure though, like we walked by pump and it has like, oh, is it big... like haunted? <laughs> oh, it's like haunting. Yes. I just like the energy is there and like it has uh -huh. big black curtains and the pump logo still outside and mm -hmm. um something was going on at tom tom though that morning i was too lazy to walk i was like whatever but yeah in incidentally um the cast was in san francisco i live in the northern california area so we swapped they must have heard i was coming because as soon <laughs> as i got to la they all left um but they were filming in san francisco so i didn't see any like other cast members um but yeah, we had a good time. Sorry, I just wanted a whole rant. I had good. No, no, that's good. I went I, to New York I that know. weekend. Yes. Fabulous. Silver Springsteen, which was great. Um, and I'm glad because now I heard he called off his tour due to illness. He had to postpone. So I got to see him. You know right what? Before. You are the end game. You're the finish line. Once we see <laughs> Leslie, we're like, we're good. Well, we're, you know that I killed Glenn Fry. Like at the Eagles concert. I saw him and then he died right after. And Chris Cornell. I saw him right before too. And he died right after. Oh my God. I'm Not glad good. we're virtual, honey, because I don't know how to drop dead with your ass. Maybe I should no. go see Sandoval in concert. Just kidding. Bitch. Just kidding. That's just kidding. One. No, and then I went to the US Open, which was the most fun. We had such a good time there. The only famous person I saw was Andrea Mitchell from MSNBC, who slightly looks like the Crypt Keeper at this point, but- Ooh. It's just the so truth. She so she looks like Bethany. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. Sorry, that's mean. yes. That's such an insult <laughs> to the crew keeper. The crew keeper did nothing to nobody. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh my God. Now that you said celebrities, I, you know, LA's Beyonce show, it was jammed packed with celebrities. I'm sure. I saw LeBron James and. Oh, you did. I love him. I listen. I'm not a sports fan. My the Real Housewives reunion are my Super Bowl, but I know who <laughs> LeBron James is. Of course. And. I had no idea that man had such an ass on him. Like that ass. He's adorable. Plump. It yeah. was bootylicious. <laughs> I started thinking stallion booty right away, not donkey booty. <laughs> and it was just so lush. And so I just, I'm sitting at my seat and I just Googled LeBron James butt. And I'm like, oh my God, people can probably see my phone. I don't care. Um, who else was there? Oh, Chris Jenner was at the Beyonce show. She nice. Was She's very tiny in person. Is she? I always picture her as very tall. I don't Me know why, because none of her kids are tall. Like Chloe's yeah, the like, only tall one, but yeah, but, yeah, Chloe's the only like giant. But, um, yeah. 
but no, she's she's like five six or something because she wasn't, oh. you know, she's she's smart. She wasn't wearing heels, so she looked like her yeah. real height, or she was her real height. Um, who else? Oh, Tyler Perry, I saw. Okay. Um, and then I saw Jay Z. Of course, he's been at every show. Right. And right. Yeah, so Blue Ivy. Just, oh, I saw Blue <laughs> Ivy do her thing on stage. She was very cute. Cute. Um. But I'm still like having like a post Beyonce depression because I want to see her again and again and again. <laughs> and right. I, I just, uh, so I've just been watching my concert videos. And so, nice. Um, but, you know, Housewives is our escape. And that's what we're here to talk about. So obviously yes. we're catching up. And let's say way right into it. Salt Lake City premiered. Initial thoughts on the premiere. What did you think? You know, I actually enjoyed it. I've seen mixed reviews everywhere. I thought it was a nice, solid episode for the first episode. We got something that's coming up that they tease us with in the beginning. And then it it flowed nicely, I thought. It was funny. It was entertaining. I, I agree. I think I, I saw the same mixed reactions that you're talking about. And mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, we fans, and I say this all the time, We're so, the Bravo fans are never satisfied. And so... If they would have done too much, they would have been too thirsty. If it would have been really boring, it would have been boring. And then Mm -hmm. it's just an endless loop of complaints. But to dive into the (laughs) recap, the episode starts off in Heather's room. And apparently we're in Bermuda. And it's very ominous sounding, May 10th, 2023. And she's on the phone and all we hear is, how could she do this to us? Question mark. No, I just added the question mark. A Luann reference. Um, Heather refuses to let the cameras film her while she's on the phone. I honestly hope this is not another black eye story. Like if we are doing a regurgitated black eye endless. No, I can't deal with that. Keep it. Keep it. Right. Um, I thought it was a great way to introduce the ladies on screen with their Bible scriptures. I was like, whoa, I had. They deserve an Emmy for that. Listen, I know we're watching a reality show, but it felt it was obviously done for the show. It was very staged. Course, it, was very, yeah. it was very produced, but I loved it. It gave me old yes. school Beverly Hills promos. Remember when they would film yes. those promos? Oh, so good. So I know. Good. So I have good. The memory, I have the memory of Brandy Glanville picking up her martini and it just freezes completely. Yes. There was a Dallas one too. I remember yes, that was pretty and- good. And the oil. Yeah. And then when the fucking Jersey ladies were planting the tree and it just- Yes, yes. They should do those again. Come on, Bravo. Bring those back. Like those are give so us fun. something. Um, Heather then tells somebody, you cannot talk your way out of this. Meredith tells somebody they can leave. And then we can go, and then we go back in time to when they started filming. Now, based on the timeline, they started filming, I want to say about two months after the reunion. So we're mm-hmm. pretty fresh. Lisa, the self-proclaimed Sundance queen, is planning a party. Uh, she's a party planner extraordinaire. Her husband picks her up. Oh, John, she, he just has to listen and complain about how busy she is. She's so busy. I'm just so busy. Look how busy I am. Um, in the same breath, though, Barlow wants to be super present with her kids, but she just keeps signing up for more jobs. But then, then she there and shares that her son, Jack, is going on a religious mission instead of college. Remember last season, Jack was like, fudge college, man. Yes. And he admitted that he did decide this a year ago, but told them now, since they are different than him and they would not understand him. Barlow was noticeably upset. She felt like she probably failed as a mom if her kid couldn't speak to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw your tweet. It was a sweet tweet of yours to say that, you know, kids are kids. Don't Teenagers, yeah. They're secretive. Yeah. They're mean. There's... My own daughter was mean, so mean to me this morning. 
So put her on. They're mean. Put her on yeah. right now. Auntie Mario will get Damn her straight. It, Riley. <laughs> no, but um, I didn't. I didn't realize what the religious mission was, and so I didn't realize. Me neither. Two years. Two like, years she can't see him. That's a lot. I mean, that's that they go is, away to college. It's bad enough. Exactly. Two years. I'm like, oh my God, two years without seeing my mother. Let me sign up. I'm kidding. I love my mother. Um <laughs> <laughs> let me go on or mention myself then. If that's I'm a, you know what? Can I sign up a few people I don't like? Be like, here, go away for two Yes, years. yes. Give me a chance. Uh, I've got a list. <laughs> it's none of you who might be listening though. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh no, we love everybody. Um, <laughs> then we get a catch-up scene with Heather. She's upgraded her home, seven thousand nine hundred square feet, seven bedrooms, six baths. She's out shoveling her own snow, though, which looks dangerous and ridiculous at the same time. I loved yeah. it. Um, Heather's only plan is to block out the haters. Uh, she's clearly doing damage control because of her relationship with the uh, ghost of Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, she reminds us that she's now a New York Times bestseller with her book, Bad Mormon, and she's opened a second location, a beauty lab. In comes the other ice queen, Meredith. She tries to recruit. Meredith is like, why are we doing this? Why are we shoveling our own snow? We hire people for us. She said she's more of an ice pick kind of girl. That gave me chills. I could see yeah. Meredith stabbing somebody <laughs> she would stab a bitch and call it a day and not yeah. get arrested like but somehow definitely she'd get off somehow <laughs> <laughs> heather gossips to meredith that uh her and whitney are still healing and they're trying to rebuild their friendship and trust meredith is then expressing her annoyance with whitney she does her baby voice and mentions that she is unhappy with whitney because apparently whitney shamed meredith for bathing with her husband and called it creepy Meredith feels like she's being accused of being dirty and bathing in a lot of DNA. Meredith then wonders if Whitney needs to clean up her bathtub because it's also full of bodily fluids. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, she apparently she lets everybody in her hot tub. That's okay. I, I, chlorine, you know, doesn't matter. <laughs> I have not felt this. Uh, I was laughing at this ridiculous fight because it reminds me of you smell like hospital. Like that's level of ridiculous. Yes. Um, I Meredith uh, took a stance and said, do not come for me and do not come for my bathtub. Like that is a woman who loves her bathtub. I yeah. don't like any appliance or furniture that much to be like, if you, like <laughs> really? I, okay. I know. Like, I, yes, let me defend my desk. I'm don't come for my desk. My desk, damn it. <laughs> um, and so. It's a <laughs> so just ignore me. I'm a little, then, I'm a little punchy this week. Okay, I love it. But then, <laughs> speaking of punchy, Mary Cosby is back. Um, <laughs> I loved her walking scene. You, we hear little girl um, in the outskirts. Like, there's a lot of little moments. She goes to Meredith's closet. I mean, store, and she tells us <laughs> that she's only friends with Meredith. She shared that her son Robert Jr. He might be married, but she's not sure. She hasn't had a chance to ask her son if he's married yet. But then Meredith, um, or I'm sorry, Mary does a good job, and she wants to know how Meredith thinks of Jen now that she's in prison. Mm-hmm. And Meredith says that she has not spoken to Jen, and Mary just thinks that Jen got her karma. So that was quite a position she to did. come in. Mary Cosby is just no holds. She's like, whatever, that's Jen's mm-hmm. karma. Now, this season, we do have two new housewives. If you did not watch last season, Angie Kay was a friend of, and she got promoted to housewife, so she got her snowflake. Yep. And we have Monica. Real quick, initial thoughts on Monica. What are your reactions? Um, 
I think she's pretty. Um, <laughs> I like that they added her because she's going to start some shit because Jen yes. has told her so many things about the ladies, whether it's truth or lies or whatever, you know, that's all coming out. So for us, the viewers, I'm for it. Monica physically resembles Jennifer Aiden from Jersey. If you do like a side oh, by yes. side. Yes. But, but Monica also gives me Jen Shaw energy, like the same fabulous, loud, attention. Uh -huh. So I could see why she was brilliant casting because I'm like, oh, uh, where has she been the past three seasons? Yep. Because season three was a chore. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Lisa Lisa joins Monica, the newbie, and Angie K, the promoted one. Um, we're not going to deal with Angie H, so I'm just going to say Angie. So because there's right. no Angie, because there's no Angie H anymore. Uh, last season we had to differentiate with the Sarah Paulson clone. Um, <laughs> anyway, That's Barlow true. joins him. <laughs> Barlow joins him and she tells us that Monica looks different since she was a fair-skinned blonde, but now she's a brunette. Monica mentions that Jen wanted her to put something in her name. So Monica called her friend who just happens to be in the Secret Service. I mean, who among us doesn't have a friend in the Secret oh, Service? Of course. I have seven. I, you know, we just be texting them like, hey, girl, how you doing? Can you look up <laughs> some fraud for me? Um, Monica called her friend who just happens to work for the Secret Service. And um, her friend told her to stay away from Jen Shaw. And Monica ends up being a witness in the federal trial of Jennifer Shaw. I gasped. I was yeah, like, mind blown. This is the messiest. And the fact that this did not leak during filming I at know. all was, whoa, like that was shocking. And if it did, do it better because I never heard it. And if I didn't hear it. I never heard it. it. Yeah. Not true. One of Monica us would have heard. <laughs> Monica tells us she has four daughters and the youngest is five years old. Monica says that her exposure to Barlow is that she would take the phone from Jen to listen to Lisa's endless rants about how fabulous she is. Um, Monica then shares that um, Lisa and all the women are pretty much fake in their fabulous lives in her confessional. So like you said, Monica's about to start and she did. Oh, yeah. Um, Heather wants to fresh start. She wants a fresh start party. She's planned for everybody to get together and throw giant snowballs at each other to get out their aggression. Uh, I'm good. I would never do something like that. Um, Me either. Mary and Meredith arrive together, and Whitney legit looks scared. Like, she looks scared that Mary's yeah. there. I don't blame her. Mary, I love watching, but I'm scared of her. Like, I oh, don't Oh, me too, because she's just going to tell you. She's going to tell you, and she's going to hire somebody. Like, I'm scared. <laughs> like, I, I'm good. Like, I don't want to fuck with Mary. No, me neither. Um, Heather told Lisa that she could, quote, bring a friend. And Heather wants to really act surprised that Heather brought it Angie. Like, really, girl? I know. Like, you know damn well Angie was going to come. <laughs> Um, as Monica's getting introduced to the group, Heather reminds the audience that Angie is the one who accused Heather and Jen of playing, quote, Barbie sexy scissor kicks together. <laughs> I don't think oh, anybody is good. I don't think anybody's as flexible as Barbie, first of all. So I would <laughs> be complimented true. if anybody ever says you are doing Barbie sexy kicks. I'd be like, oh, thank you. You must think uh, of I'm course. Flexible. I am wish I was flexible. that flexible. Exactly. God. Um, Lisa then hilariously shares these. Now, listen, are these nasty texts? Yes. Are they mm -hmm. hilarious? Also, yes. Mm -hmm. So Lisa said that Mary was, or I'm sorry, Mary said that Barlow was trying to kill people with her nasty tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and then she called her a lying witch. I mean, listen, Mary goes in. And the fact yeah. that what I think is brilliant about Salt Lake City is that they became the franchise 
so late in the housewife game that they know that they're supposed to just move on and mm-hmm. give us a show because any other city they would not have received mary so like hey no way no they way would not be speaking to her they would have ignored her um we wouldn't have read the text messages out loud Mm-mm. so the girls are delivering because even after that barlow was like I'm fine seeing her. And then Mary was like, I like her jacket. So these women know <laughs> that they're giving a show. This is they very have to. like right. very housewife theater. It's fabulous. Definitely. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Heather wants everyone to let everything go and just have a fresh start. Mary then messily asked Heather if she's still tight with Jen. But Heather acts like it was everyone else's perception that they were best friends. But she's just kidding herself because we all saw what yeah. we saw. Um, Heather thinks a weight was lifted now that Jen's in prison. Meredith pulls Lisa aside and asks her to have a private conversation without the rest of the girls. Um, Lisa is receptive to wanting a one-on-one with Meredith because she knows that she's the amazing Lisa Barlow. So mm. who would not miss her friendship? I mean, listen, of course not. If anybody <laughs> loves Barlow, it's Barlow. Barlow yes. loves. Oh, she Monica, loves herself. Monica then asks, who has read Heather's book? And there's literally crickets. I saw a tumbleweed in the background. Nobody says anything. <laughs> Meredith, out under her breath, Meredith says, no one's reading that book. <laughs> See, and this and is why we need her. I'm like, thank you, Mary, because we all thought it. <laughs> you said it, but thank you. Uh, Meredith then confronts Whitney about accusing her of taking ketamine and shaming her bathing ritual with her husband. I am unclear if this accusation is uh, together or, I mean, I didn't realize that Whitney ever said that uh, Meredith was taking ketamine. I don't remember that, but listen, Whitney said that's what she had. I don't remember. I I have like a vague recollection. Now, in her confessional, Whitney shades Meredith saying that she lives in vacation rentals and acknowledges that she must have a great housekeeper. Production backs up Whitney Shade, and they show four different homes. Four different, yes. Season. Now, that was some good shade from Whitney. <laughs> I think that Candace from Potomac has schooled Whitney on how to get some shade because that was a Absolutely. very, very yeah. planned. It was very rehearsed. You could tell the energy was rehearsed. Right. But it was still an A for effort, better than anything we've ever seen before. For um, sure. Meredith wants to know if Whitney got paint in her cooch after she had a sexy painting scene with her husband. <laughs> they then volley back. <laughs> they then go back and forth over the stupid conversation. It was so silly, but also classic pettiness. That right, I petty. A lot. That's what so, we like. We like petty. It doesn't have to be so dark all the time. It doesn't when it gets dark, it's fine too, but just not too much. Yeah, we need a good balance of ridiculousness. The fact that they're Absolutely. arguing over you shaded my bathtub, it's like, whoa, yeah. I can't. <clears throat> and then at that point, Heather decides it's an excellent time to allow these ladies to just throw snowballs at each other. Mary refuses to participate. <laughs> and she's like, what are they doing? Are they actually having fun? Which I'm with Mary. That does not seem like me. Too. Fun to me. I'm, I'm not afraid of balls. So just to let you know, except tennis balls. And all human balls, and- but <laughs> I'm afraid I, of know, all other types of balls. And then snowballs hurt. Like I, I know I've ever had a snowball thrown at you, but that shit hurts. Like I don't like it. And <laughs> it's, it's a ball of ice. Like, what do you think it's going to feel right. like? like? It's not going to feel care. good. I don't care how many layers I have on. Like, I don't like when people throw no. snowballs at me. Like it's definitely just, not get it away from me. 
it was like one of those coworker team building activities that you are forced to do. Mm-hmm. And Mary, if this was a corporate job, Mary would have been in trouble for refusing to participate. Like HR would have yeah. called her in the office and been like, bitch, why didn't you participate? Totally. But I'm good. I am good setting your boundaries. Angie and Monica are rolling around in the snow after they throw balls at each other. Meredith and Lisa actually had fun rolling around together. I thought that was cute because they're totally making progress. And right. So I think it's we'll cute. We'll see how Meredith long that lasts. Oh, I know. Well, I, you know, these women spoil the show in real time. So um, Barlow was recently on Watch What Happens Live and mm-hmm. our shady king, Andy, asked her a question about Meredith. And Barlow was very copacetic and very uh, PC in her answer. So to me, it's like, okay, her and Meredith are still fine because she, right. didn't, sha- she didn't shade her. She didn't shade her. Yeah. So that's always an indicator. And then we get the trailer for the season. It's going to be a mess as per huge with these women. I think these women have great chemistry. I think Monica is a good casting choice so far. Um, obvious, obviously, we didn't see a lot of Angie this episode, but she clocks in later this season, apparently. So yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. all solid premiere. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. All right. Should we take a break and then we'll come back and discuss uh, Orange County or should we just go right into it? We could do either. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. You know what? Let's just get right into it. We'll take a break after this. Okay. So this was uh, Orange County. Orange County, episode 13. It was titled Big News, Bigger Secret. So the episode begins in Dr. Moon's office where Shannon tells him her anger level is at a nine. And then he proceeds to release that anger, allegedly. And they talk about a product called a Citalonic. And Shannon reminds us of when the tip of that product got stuck in her butt. And that is is also allegedly because I think it turned out that it wasn't even there. So, and apparently she's going into business with him to market this product. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's really what caused the demise of her marriage. It's like when she made her, he had to stick his hand up her butt. Investigate her asshole. Like get your, right. Like not in a sexy way. (laughs) Exactly. As if it's not sexy, I am not digging in. I am sorry. Like that's disgusting. That's so gross. So over at Jen's house, um, her mom comes to visit and she explains that she hasn't been there in a while due to the marriage problems that Jen has been going through. Um, And apparently where Jen is from, divorce is a no-no. And honestly, what an antiquated way to think. Should you stay married when you're unhappy? I mean, that's ridiculous. So they talk about the kids and her ex, Will, and she says she still loves him as a person, didn't mean to hurt him, but she was unhappy. Her mom agrees, and then they talk about Jean Jacket and how her mom is finally ready to meet him. Not the Jean Jacket. Jean Jacket. (laughs) So... Meanwhile, Heather gets dressed for her party to celebrate the new HD network, and as does everyone else. Both Tamara and Jen are in a similar green dress, and both pull it off nicely, although I'm partial to our Tamara. Uh, Heather tells us about the new network, which sounds interesting, but as Tam points out later, sounds a lot like Instagram or TikTok. The party That's is what filled. I gathered. Yeah, right? It was very Instagram live, very TikTok live, and I'm like, why are we investing money in this. yeah it it sounds odd I've never watched it have you no I think you know Vicky Gumbelson once said on the show these rich women just need something to spend their money on so I think that's (laughs) That's really true (laughs) now she has a lot of money more than she had so the party is filled with HDs everywhere which proves to be an issue for Emily but we'll get to that a little later um, mm-hmm. Everyone arrives at the party except Shannon, who never RSVP'd, and Heather is annoyed by that, saying that all she had to do was say yes or no, and she explains to them how important 
this party is to her. And I need you to remember that too, because Emily definitely forgets. Mm. Yeah, the other girls discuss Shannon and Emily tells us that Heather told her just yesterday that Shannon was talking shit about them at BravoCon, about her and Gina specifically. So flashback to that awkward panel that they were oh, on. Oh my God. I mean, and meanwhile, when Emily asks what she said, Heather responds with, oh no, I can't tell you because it's in the vault. And Emily is super irritated by this and with good reason, in my opinion. You don't tell somebody something and then say, oh, nope. Can't tell you. It's against Were the rules. Were you at the Orange County panel? I did not go to it, but I've seen it. I I was there with Chad. Shout out to Chad. And we were just uh, sitting next to each other like, oh, oh. Like, yeah. it was, now that we watched the show, I thought the only tension that was visible was between um, Heather. Tam, Heather and Tamara. Yeah. I didn't realize it was, be, like, now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh. now everything. Yeah, everybody exactly. was against her. Right. But, Meanwhile, Heather and Terry are inside before everybody else comes into the lunch and they discuss their closing on Chateau de Bro the next day and we're treated to some scenes of them packing and we see that they've moved into a hotel temporarily. Um, the hotel's nicer than my home, just to let I you know, know. That fucking hotel, <laughs> like, I was like, these people are so rich. They I can't. So they're super excited about the sale for about 55 million reasons. Um, and Heather tells us that she wants to celebrate it, but she's keeping it close to the vest for now. And honestly, I don't blame her for this. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. So Heather explains her network to everybody, pops some champs and everyone toasts, and then they sit down for lunch. And Tamara muses about whether or not this HD network is where Heather's acting career is going, which I just died. Uh, Jen, meanwhile, tells them all that her mom is soon meeting Ryan, um, and Tam tells us that maybe she hasn't met him because Jen is scared of what he's going to wear because his clothes are questionable. And then we get treated to a scene of some of the loudest and ugliest clothing I've ever seen, and it's all homemade. I mean, and I cannot like, with this guy. I, you know, the, Nobody's never... buying that if that's what he's trying to do. I can't remember when I felt insulted by clothes. I don't I know that. <laughs> it is insulting. It's like when it clothes makes you react, like it just calls you out your name. That yeah. is a level of disgust that I <laughs> normally, and listen, I'm not even a fashionista and I know better. Like I'm not going to walk around like his freaking collars <laughs> pop. It looks like the shredder with the I'm leopard like, and then the writing oh, all over the leopard. jacket and it's all acid washed. Exactly. And superficially, that man is a cute guy. Like, just walk around with some, yeah. like, uh, walk around with the suit. Like, keep he, it somebody needs to ambush makeover him. Like, oh really? Oh, my God. Where mm. is Queer Eye when you need them? Like, <laughs> exactly. get this man on. Exactly. A, Be a good crossover. Eye. Exactly. God. So, meanwhile, the girls all talk about needing a break from their husbands and decide to take a trip, and they decide on Mexico. And then lunch is served under glass, and drunk-ass Emily says it's a birdcage. And then Heather corrects her and says, no, it's a cloche. Okay, that's Ben, it. I never knew that's what it was called. I'll use that when I go to France. Uh, Do you a have cloche? a cloche? <laughs> a cloche. It looked like a birdcage. I was with Emily. It looked like a birdcage. Yeah, cage. it definitely great. did. So Emily's drunken, snarky comments are flying left and right at this point. And the first one was about the caviar and how the eggs come out of a fish's vagina. And I have to tell you, I'm not sure that fish have a vagina. And then I'm wondering, so does she not eat chi like chick, like eggs, like like chicken eggs either? They come out of a chicken. I mean, so what's the difference? I'd rather a fish vagina, I think, than a chicken one. 
I don't know what rich people like to eat, but Dubrow came out with the that food. It was even the presentation was annoying, like in a yes. rich way. Like, but it, where was the dressing? Where was the, I know. There, the there was so much like wrong with that presentation. Like it was even weird, like not even pretty weird. But I know that that's when you're rich, when you want to challenge your palate like that. Right. And to me, like I have a trash palate. Give me some chicken tenders. Give me some a burger. Like I, you know, I'll eat some stuff. But like two courses shit. of different caviar. There were two. There was one with like black caviar, and then the second one had big, ugly red caviar. I just I can deal with caviar like few bites, but then I don't want it twice. And why and so many you, courses? If you want to remind me you're rich, just give me money. Just bring me some money. <laughs> I will happily take all your money from me you. Too. Re- remind me that you're rich that way. You know what? Like walk around with Venmo and yes. people. Like look how rich Send I am. Send it to East and West. Exactly. <laughs> one, I two, mean, three that's... Main Street. Because <laughs> one thing Dubrow is going to do is remind you how much coins yes. you got. And, oh, yes. And I love how people, I mean, we'll get into it, but when they were like, oh, I'm moving in three weeks, like she doesn't have to do anything. Like she's just no. going to tell people what to do. She's going to hire people. That's yeah. why she's not stressed. Like she, <laughs> she's like even faking the stress energy. The like, stress. Oh yeah. Because she's not doing it herself. Yeah. It's There's like, no way. You ain't going to do shit but delegate and walk around with a clipboard. And that's fine. But don't pretend that you're even you're slightly stressed because like, of oh, that. I mean, if you're packing up your house yourself, that's stressful, but like exactly like hiring people to do it. And I'm sure she doesn't have like big messes and closets. Like sometimes (laughs) you can't come into my house and open a closet because that's where I'll shove everything. Exactly. People are coming over. So please, most of them are clean now, but they get messy and you know, she does not have that. You know, she doesn't, I don't, I want to know if she like takes shits. I do not believe that she takes <laughs> shits. I'm sure there's a way that medically she just connects to a machine yes, and they it just, just get it out. Takes like, them out. It, oh, I'm going to ask Oy her, when was the last time you farted, bro? <laughs> I need to know what your fart oh sounds like. Oh my God. It has to be something <sighs> shitty about you because you're so fabulous. I love it. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> We went off on a tangent there. So they all make fun of Heather's hooker nails, their description, not mine. Um, And then Emily puts a very long piece of cucumber in her mouth and lets it hang there. She was (laughs) so hammered. Oh, Oh boy. And HD is less than thrilled with this. She asked Tamara if Emily is hammered. I mean, she has to ask. She can't see that. It's pretty evident. Listen, it's very evident, yeah. And then- You know. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, God. you know, you know, Emily is doing the most when even Jeaner is like, girl, you got to tone mm-hmm. down because that's like her BFF on the show. So I know. So and then when she asked her if she's hammered, we see her crazy comments leading up to the lunch from when she got there 10 minutes ago. And mm. she tells Heather very sarcastically that she should put her initials on more things. <laughs> and then Heather gives her a warning look and Gina tries to shush her. And then Gina wonders. Why is she saying this aloud? Be quiet and call me after the lunch to talk shit like a normal person. Like normal people. Thank you. Right, exactly. And she just keeps going on and on. Heather is visibly upset. And Emily says, well, it was funny. And Tamara suggests that she drinks some water. And then Emily tells them there's sand in her food. Oh, you know, Heather was losing. (laughs) Oh, you know, she was dying. She She was using all her acting skills there to remain calm. To infer that her party was nothing other than perfect. Perfect. Oh, I know. my I know. God. I know that her blood was boiling. She boiling. 
queefing under the table. Yeah. But you know what? If Emily <laughs> had it misbehaved, who's to say they would have aired this or not? You know what I that's mean? Like, true. That's true. Right. So maybe so Heather should, should be happy. Her. Yeah, Heather should send her another cloche covered dish and say thanks for misbehaving. Because <laughs> listen, what else would have happened? Nothing else would have happened. Nothing. Before. So it would have possibly been boring. So mm-hmm. okay, I can take it. So Heather tells us that Emily is acting like an ass, being crass and stupid, and then she claims to Gina she's do. Uh, Emily claims to Gina that she's doing it because of the Shannon comment. So when she leaves to go to the bathroom, Jen tells Heather that Emily hasn't eaten all day and drank too much. And Heather is not having it, saying at this age, it's no excuse. So, Which, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, agree. But, you're, you're hella old. Like, get it together. Right. Right. So later, Heather and Terry arrive back at the old house to bid it farewell. And they talk about how important the house was to them. But it's time to move on. We see flashbacks of everything that's gone on in that house, which isn't that much because she was gone for most of the time like that after she moved in. We see that I know. Vicky talking about Jesus and the cross, something, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. So they pop some champs, of course, and they discuss how awful Emily was. And she explains that that's why she didn't share the sale with them. She says she's damned if she does and she's damned if she doesn't. And she feels that they'll say she's bragging if she tells them about the house. And I actually agree with this don't see what she's done this season honestly that's so bad and I feel that some of the treatment that they've given her is unwarranted that's just my well, opinion no um keep going sorry I that's okay. I don't want to I don't want to go on a rant <laughs> so Heather and Terry dance around celebrate the sale of the house and I would be dancing too for that much money Um, Over at Shannon's, we get to see Archie, which is always a highlight. And then Tamara calls and fills her in on the luncheon and Emily's antics. Shannon tells Tamara she got a call from Heather the night before and she wasn't happy about it. Heather reprimanded her, allegedly, for not RSVPing. And it's kind of rude not to do that. Shannon knows better. She could have just said, I don't think I can make it, you know? Yeah. Like, just let somebody know. Like, just a a quick, not going, you know, so. Everybody has their phone. They can text. It's not hard. Exactly. So Tamara tells her about the Mexico trip. And while she's doing that, she receives a text about Heather's home sale. They're all gossiping about it in split screen. Split screen. Annoyed that she didn't tell them. And they claim that she wants to tell them personal. She wants them to tell their personal info. But she's a hypocrite because she doesn't. I don't blame her again. I mean, but listen, I'm kind of on that side of like what they were saying. Yeah. No, because because we got flashbacks of Heather sort of lecturing Shannon like, oh, well, you overshare and you need to tell us the truth and you're not honest. So I think what they were coming from is like, okay, Heather, like you want us to give you all the details, all the dirt, but then you do something completely life changing. And you mentioned nothing. So I don't even think it was about the house per se. It was just the fact that like she withheld something when she's expecting them to. To share all their shit. Share everything. And so it wasn't per se like, oh, she sold her house and didn't tell us. No, it was Mm -hmm. just that was that was in this case a circumstance. But I think ultimately it boiled down to, oh, you're a two-faced bitch because you want us to do the most on camera. And yet you're behind the scenes, you know doing all this life right right Right. it's always about the show like let's call it definitely no that's true so ryan and jen's mom meet for dinner they meet each other at dinner and of course he's wearing an absolutely hideous jean jacket 
Ryan asked her mom if this is weird for her, and she admits that it is. And then he gets right to the point about him being unfaithful to his ex-wife. Jen's mom tells him her concerns and says how Will, that's Jen's ex, was a great husband, and Jen disagrees with that. She says he was a great dad, but she wasn't happy. He says that he wants to marry Jen, and Jen's mom says he has big shoes to fill, but she thinks he can do it. Mm. Whatever. So (laughs) no comment. So everybody gets ready, packing from Mexico, and they arrive in Playa del Carmen. Shannon whips out a bottle of 1942 in the Sprinter, and they chug from the bottle, like, vomiting as I'm watching that. Um, Yeah, no. Who's rooming with who? And nobody wants Heather, apparently, and she feels like she's the last one to be picked for, like, dodgeball, she tells us. The rooms are stunning, also nicer than my home. And Gina says it's bigger than her townhouse, which made me laugh out loud. I know. Gina's like, this hotel suite <laughs> is bigger than my condo, y'all. Yes, it is so big. He's so like, they oh get, my God, look how poor I am. I know. They get ready for dinner and they sit down and Emily is lit up. Tamara mm-hmm. tells us everyone has been literally biting their tongues all day about the sale of the house. Gina says she's actively trying not to bring it up, but it is the elephant in the room. Cue Tamara, who says, I want to hear about what we read in the press about your house. And so Heather explains that she's sorry she didn't say anything and she had to sign an NDA and they had to be out in three weeks, yada, yada, yada. And Gina says, I can't believe at your event you didn't say anything to any of us. And Heather says, to be honest, she wasn't sure how to discuss it. She says that lately in this group, if she's excited about something, she's bragging and she didn't feel she could share it. Shannon chimes in and says, I'm so happy for you, but Mm. she says how Heather told her a month ago that Shannon wasn't sharing. And Heather says, we didn't want it to get out in the press. And then Gina says, that's like saying, if you share it with me, it's getting out. And Shannon says, she doesn't trust us. Yeah, of course. So, I mean- I think she's right not to trust them, though, at this point. Maybe, you know, I I don't know. Did she really sign an NDA? Yeah, and if she didn't say that, if she did have an NDA, Mm -hmm. why was it being filmed the entire time? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. I don't, there was a disconnect for me because it's like, okay, if there's an NDA in place and you can't talk about it, you're filming the process. How can you film it? Right, does the NDA just go away? Is the NDA not applicable to the show? Like, what is really happening here? And right. she obviously doesn't trust the women because production no. knew she was doing this. And so of course. they didn't blab. And so they didn't, um, did they have to sign an NDA? Mm. I mean, seriously, it's, I don't, you have to wonder. Yeah. So anyway, Heather tells them she planned on telling them on this trip, but it came out first, which I also am not sure if that's accurate. Uh, no. Shannon continues to berate her and Heather asks why she's so angry. A la Lisa Rinna to Denise Richards. Uh, again, Shannon says that she shares everything, which is not exactly true. And again, yeah. the stage pictures are mentioned. And at that point, Emily asked why the pics bothered her so much because who cares? And if it was just a PR thing. And Heather says she didn't like that connotation towards her and that for weeks, Emily has been unkind to her. Emily deflects saying she's not unkind. She just cracks jokes once in a while. And Emily tells her she needs to be able to take that. And Heather says, really? Should I take the way that you treated me at my event? She calls her a dick, which Emily continues to act like here, making excuses (laughs) for her bad drunken behavior. And Heather tells her it hurt her feelings, but Emily isn't budging. And then I laughed because we see the waiters talking in Spanish about how long it's going to take. And it reminded me of when Kristen got fired from 
uh, sir. And they were yes. so happy cheering in the back. Yeah, I just that. At like, one point, totally. the waiter, at one point in the waiter in Spanish said, oh, the soap opera is good. And, right, and that's what's funny because we in, in Mexican, I mean, we say it in my culture, in my family too. We say novela. Anytime right. there's drama. A novela. Right. A novela. La novela. <laughs> so they bicker back and forth and not one of the ladies has, has Heather's back. Um, and then Emily brings up BravoCon saying that Heather was in Shannon's room and Shannon was talking shit about Gina and Emily, allegedly. Shannon denies that Heather was in her room, as does Heather. And Heather denies the entire statement and says she's tired of being a scapegoat. Gina tells us she was in the room when Heather said it. She was getting a blowout, so she can't be sure, but she thought she was talking about Tamara and not Shannon. Emily calls her a fucking liar. They both yell at each other. They don't care what the other thinks, yet they go on and on defending themselves. And then there's a lot of talking with the hands. And Emily says, with her hands, just because you do this with your hands doesn't make it true. And then the episode's on ends on a to be continued. My favorite so, zinger from Emily. My favorite zinger from Emily is when Heather was like, you made fun of my branding. And Emily's like, HD was everywhere. She says, I'm surprised we didn't get branded like cattle when we walked in. (laughs) (laughs) And Emily was, I mean, she went in, like she said, uh, I mean, she insulted her over and over. And what's funny is that they're supposed to room together. And I'm sitting there like, oh, shit, are they still rooming together? Heather still gave him a gift which I thought was cute, but yes. she, I would, I would have kept that shit. I'm like, me I don't too. care. I'm not even getting shit for me. Like, I don't me care. Too. But that's they, how, you know, she's been mean to her. That's how, you know, she's rich though. Cause she was like, oh, well you can have the gift anyway. Right. Exactly. She didn't care. So let me ask you a question before we move on to New York. We all know that Heather bought a house in Beverly Hills. Mm. And then I heard Tamara say something on her pod about the hair at the reunion and how somebody's hair was like very high or something. Oh yeah. Or maybe, it, maybe it was, yeah. Or maybe it was like in Andy's Instagram, it was somewhere. And somebody was like, Oh, like Jersey high. And she's like, no, no, like Beverly Hills. Like, oh. and I felt like she was alluding to something. Well, what was interesting is that related to this episode, Emily was on watch what happens live right after. Mm-hmm. And Andy brought up the fact that Emily said what she heard. And then Emily said that she used deductive reasoning, but now she admits that um, Heather told her Tamara was talking shit. It wasn't actually okay. Shannon. So, so, she did. Yes. so she's like, oops. But listen, uh, Emily has been annoyed by Heather for a while now. So, yes. But I don't know if Heather will actually migrate to Beverly Hills. I, I think it's too obvious. I think that. Um, I don't know if she would fit in. I think that. I don't know. Would... Nobody would care about her bragging there if they think she's bragging because they're all equally as rich as. Well, well they're all, not all well, but well, they're all like equally unimpressed. And so I think Heather would work overtime and be like, look how rich I am. And they're going to be like, mm, we're all. That's rich. true. So that is true. I, too. And then Good Erica, point. Erica gave an interview once. Um, where she said her and Dubrow shared a car at BravoCon and that Dubrow wasn't really that nice. Really? Which which is rich coming from Erica Jane. Let's just put it that way. Well, yeah, because I don't find her to be the friendliest and which is rich considering the fact that when I entered the Gansevoort Hotel... Heather was very nice to you. No, she called me. I saw her, but I wasn't going to go and say anything. So she actually was very nice to little old me, but probably because she thinks I'm poor or something and she... (laughs) 
time out. <laughs> oh, you just brought up BravoCon. I'm triggered because of Crystal and how rude she was. Oh, oh no. my God. She was. I, you know what? If she does not have a fun. If she does have a meet and greet, Crystal, I'm going to go up to her and be like, hi, I'm the one you were rude to last year. Um, Let's start over. Give me some money. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here's my bet for me. Yeah. Here's my Venmo, darling. No, but anyway, yeah. So, I mean, maybe Dubro would eventually migrate to Beverly Hills, but I don't think right now is her time because Beverly right. Hills is still doing. It's going to be our first Rinaless season, so True. we'll see how this goes. And but Dubro's not even messy enough. Like, I want somebody to migrate that's going to be messy. That's going to yeah. Them you're up. right. She really isn't. She's either too... bring back a messy bitch or bring teddy back on the show because teddy has my, like completely evolved in her messiness oh yeah she now I knows teddy. the game she knows how to stir the pot and she mm-hmm. is she would be a great Rinner replacement like let's just get her back on the damn show i think so damn too it. I think so too. Well, it remains yeah. to be seen, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, you guys, we're going to take a short break and then we will come back and finish up with New York. New be right York. back. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Let's dive into New York. Mario. Yes, this is episode eight. I can't believe we're almost done with the season. And we're, as we end the season here, getting closer, the girls are heading to their first girls trip together. Sai and Uba are hunting for some resort wear because they are going to Anguilla. I think we're running out of destinations because Atlanta went to Anguilla season five. And my brain just remembers these things. Judge me. I don't care. Uh-huh. But I'm sitting here like, oh, I we already went to Anguilla, but it's fine. <laughs> Uba, who has been stuck in her COVID bubble, relies on Sai to get the gossip from the group. The first thing Sai brings up is Jenna's, quote, gifts, a.k.a. these collabs with the brands. Sai is realizing that Jenna is intending to share these gifts with the ladies, and she's calling it more marketing. But I just love that Sai is so delusional to believe that one Jenna Lyons needs Sai to promote her stuff. Like, girl. I know. At all. Jenna Jenna don't need you. Jenna needs the show. You're just cast on the show with her. Let's just start there. Take the gift and and take the gift and run. (laughs) Um, Cy then shares Aaron's angry exit from the wreath party. Aaron was so aggravated by Cy leaving her party without saying goodbye. And Aaron was upset with Brins over the top flirting with her husband. Sai is nervous since Anguilla will be the first time Bryn and Aaron will see each other since their big blowout. I did appreciate that Uba told Sai to her face. That was rude to leave, though. Like, to leave her party. Yeah, it was. It was. And, she could have just said goodbye. And Sai, <laughs> Sai says, well, I did apologize to her. And I'm like, did you, though? Cause Probably you not. Sat, yeah. You sat there and told Aaron, I don't care to her face. But now right. you're saying, but listen, these girls, we yeah. love it. Um, we then get a cute scene with Jenna pushing through Rock of, uh, Rockefeller Center with her brother, who's from California. Jenna and her brother talk about their first memories of New York, and she proudly shares that she's been working to revamp the retail around Rockefeller Center to represent more of what New York is, uh, which is interesting because Jenna is a white woman, and I don't know. Isn't that why we recasted <laughs> the show? I'm just saying. <laughs> I am just saying. Isn't that why we recasted? But listen, do you, girl. In a housewife staple, Jenna tells her brother that she has never been on a girl's trip. I mean, I feel, I know we've talked about this before, but y'all women need to get out more together. Like, do girls I know. trips. Like, I out. do like, girls trips now. But I have to, I said before, my first girls I trip, I was a little homesick. 
Like, what's wrong with me? Am am I five? (laughs) I mean, it's cute, but damn. And listen, yes, I I have the privilege of being single and unwanted and fabulous. So I think that... (laughs) I think, you know, to me, every weekend away is like a girl's trip, but right. to me, it's like, Jen is like in her fifties and she's never gone away. Like, I, which I honestly, yeah. I don't know if I believe it. Maybe she met, I've never traveled with coworkers before. Maybe. maybe and she's a lesbian. So I would think she's been on a, a girl's trip. Is that bad to I mean, say? <laughs> no, but I was going to say, honey, Jenna, any trip you're on is a girl's trip. Let right. Exactly. Right Let me tell you right now, Jenna Lyons, like, I'm not even lying when I say that. But anyway, um, Jenna tells her brother that she is nervous about showing off her body around the group because she has a genetic disorder that's affected her teeth, her hair, her skin. And so she's very self-conscious to be in a bathing suit without a tan. She explains that she has another dental surgery coming up and she had that she hasn't even gotten to her bottom teeth yet. She's very vulnerable to be showing her the way they flashed her um, grill without warning. I know. Like, I know. Like y'all be warning us about everything else except that. Like I jump scared. It was missing teeth. I started. I started thinking of old friends that have similar teeth. I was like, oh, oh my no. God. But I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My neighbor actually has teeth like that. Hey, Rachel. Um. But anyway. Um. So she's very self conscious, which is fair because yes. you, know, you don't know these women. Uh, we get a catch up scene with Bryn, who's in L.A. with her brother. Um, they meet up in L.A. because that's like the middle point. Apparently, he lives in Seoul. Right. Um, and so Bryn's brother is being a brother and questioning her life plan. She thinks she might just have a kid. She talks about not being ready to commit, mainly because she sits in her thoughts and thinks of the worst. God, me and Bryn are like the same person. Mm. Um, Bryn and her brother then discuss their difficult childhood, and her brother applauds her for just trying to move on with her life. That was a cute little scene. It was. She should have a kid if she wants one. Yeah, I don't. Um, But good for her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll give her mine. (laughs) Yes. Pick one. I have so many kids that she can have. Um, Then two weeks later, Jenna welcomes Aaron to her apartment. Aaron came bearing some butternut squash soup that she allegedly made herself to help Jenna get through her recent. Okay, let me just interrupt and say that she cooks a lot and can make a lot of stuff for somebody who never serves any goddamn food. Who don't feed people. Now you want to feed people. All of a sudden you cook. All of a sudden you want to feed somebody. But okay, let's let's call it. Jenna Mm -hmm. refers to her as Mama Aaron. Aaron admits that she does not even want to go on this trip, which is a great way to start. Um, Jenna did also didn't realize how hurt Aaron was after the wreath making fight. And Aaron says that it was Bryn's attitude that got to her. Mm-hmm. Aaron did not appreciate Bryn's constant flirting and that Bryn could not even own her comments. Um, Jenna then tells Aaron that she's going to be headed to Anguilla two days early for personal reasons, one of which is that she's uncomfortable with her skin condition and that she would like to get a good tan before seeing the other women because she's not working with the same deck as they are. <laughs> Naturally, a few of them say that Jenna's just being a diva. Jenna will be getting there before before everyone else and then she admits because she did not want to fly coach (laughs) (laughs) um Aaron is appalled to hear Jenna admit this but laughs it off I think Jenna fucked up by admitting the first class thing because one thousand percent because it makes her sound like a snot you know like her sound like a snot bucket and listen my cousin was so triggered by this she texted me right away (laughs) and said you are Jenna because you would never want to fly with us because we would all fly. And I'm like, listen, if I'm in a position where I want to right. fly differently. I am Jenna. 
That is my prerogative. Thank you kindly. Because listen, for context, we're planning a wedding and we're all going to Mexico in January for a wedding. Uh-huh. And I jokingly, half serious said, I don't want to fly with kids and I don't want to, if we can fly business or first, mm-hmm. let's do it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but the difference is I'm planning ahead. Like I'm not just going well, to book right. But And that's so okay. Even, and that's okay. But, but the problem with Jenna admitting this is that- you know, the audience forgets it's not just the girls flying. Everybody has to fly. It's production. Right. It's the crew. It's right. everybody that's on the show. So I think there wasn't enough flights for everybody to be in business or first class. Right. And so Jenna just said, fuck it. I'm going by myself. Like mm-hmm. you think that I'm not. So I think that's where their anger or annoyance is coming from is that she's, again, not being a team player because she's shown that before when she left early in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And so here's this woman who thinks who. I'm assuming, and these are all assumptions, who thinks that she's too good to be on the show or she's better than the show. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going to clock in, but I'm not, you know what I mean? So I sort of get their, you know, their eyebrow raising at her, but I also don't think it's that big of a deal. But so I'm like teeter-totting, like I get Mm -hmm. where they're coming from because you're supposed to be a team player to film with us. Right. But at the same time, you have a valid personal reason. So she it's should always- have just kept that other thing to herself and then it wouldn't exactly. have been like a thing. But exactly. maybe she knew what she was doing by telling exactly. her that. Maybe exactly. Well, we later we later see Jenna board her fabulous first class flight. Shout out to the producer who filmed him on their <laughs> iPhone because that little coffee mm-hmm. shop was like bougie and fabulous. Mm-hmm. We get a quick catch-up scene with Jessel while her husband Pavit sits, watching her shove her crap in a suitcase. Jessel then questions randomly Pavit's recent interest in taking a trip to Vietnam. Pavit says that he needs his time, especially after Jessel's going to Anguilla for five days. They mm-hmm. bicker back and forth. Jessel realizes that he's just escaping her, living her with the twins, and her mother leaves to go back to London. She's like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And he says, that's your problem to figure out. Oh, my God. Whether Girl. it's start. Whether that's snark or sassiness, men or shit. Like, how dare you tell me that? Like, oh I know. God. Like, oh, However, God. I'm going to say on the side of the wife's side, she's going away for five days. He, I don't know why he's going to Vietnam for three days because I think that that seems ridiculous. And I think she can handle taking care of her own kids for three days. I, like, like, grow up. You have these children. Deal with it. So I'm exactly. kind of on his side with that. So he is shit because he shouldn't say that. He definitely shouldn't say that. But if he was thinking it, I can see why. Like, stop fucking but complaining. But also, on, to defend Jessel's trip mm-hmm. here, she's going for work. She's a housewife. Oh, that's true. She has that's to go true. to work. He's, He's going, going to get laid. Allegedly. <laughs> he is going for a sandwich. And so the fact that... <laughs> I know. I, He's going to be the filling in the sandwich. What? Who's going to be uh, outside? <laughs> They only have buns in Thailand, so he has the sausage. <laughs> no, but I just, I can't with this whole reasoning. I don't know. Men are just getting on my last nerves. I don't know why I'm, see, for everybody that questions if being, if being attracted to men was a choice, do you honestly think we would do it? Because men just drive me crazy. Like, it, oh, anyway, it's not a choice. These are just ridiculous. Um, the gals arrive to the airport and their commercial flight while Jenna is back on the sunny, or she's in the beaches already in Anguilla. Mm-hmm. Karen is allegedly ready to let the Bryn drama go and just have fun with her friends on vacation. 
um, probably because they are, are ready to do what they're about to do. Once right. they arrive, they are driven to their villa, which looks like a castle. I mean, they want to give side credit, but we all know the show booked it. Of um, course. Because this is Housewives, there is a mad dash to find a bedroom. Uba is salty that she has to share a room with Jessel. Jenna gets stuck with the worst room because they are admittedly trying to punish her for not traveling with the group. Mm -hmm. So Jenna then joins the ladies at the villas. But before she joins, I'm sorry, before Jenna joins the ladies at the villa, Aaron lets the girls know that Jenna was flying to tan, but Mm -hmm. because she didn't want to fly coach. And what annoyed me about Erin is that she framed it as that's why she didn't join them. That was the only reason, which it's not. Which is not true. It's fucked up to Jenna's condition. Mm -hmm. Um, Cy responds, ew, that's corny. Erin does not feel bad about repeating what Jenna said. Erin feels that Jenna just, quote, needs to start being honest with the girls. Very Kyle Richards tone. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no one can understand why Jenna wouldn't just tell them that. And they're confused about what Jenna's deal is. First of all, if Jenna would have, well, you know what? Let me keep going. As yeah. the group awaits her arrival, Bryn worries that Jenna will put on her cute little baby voice and that she won't be forced to be held accountable because Bryn says it's hard to forget people. Or it's very hard to be mad at somebody when they're hot. Mm-hmm. It's true. Nobody's ever <laughs> mad at me. Thank you. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> so if I'm mad at you, you ugly. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, Bryn wonders if Jenna wants to be the true friend or if she just wants the group to promote her stuff. Bryn sees Jenna as a, quote, older, successful New Yorker who has a lot of money and gives gifts, but there's no actual relationship behind it. Bryn is ranting on about Jenna and Aaron jumps on board calling, quote, the marketed gift giving an ick. I think not feeding people is also an ick if we're going to talk about it. Uh, yeah, worse. worse. At least she's giving them something. Exactly. Other than wasting my time. Right. Jenna rolls up to the villa and Sai wastes no time, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. She throws Aaron under the bus saying, Aaron told us that you didn't want to fly coach. <laughs> um, Jenna tries to talk her way around why she wanted to fly business. She shares details about her genetic disorder to get a tan. Sai then replies she should have just gotten a spray tan like the rest of them. According to Sai, Jenna is not straightforward, but the reality is I think Jenna doesn't even owe them an explanation. No. She's there. She's there now. Like, what is the right. problem? Uh, I, that's what was, was annoying me. And I think that's uh-huh. why I'm too objective to be a housewife or too rational. And I don't think she can just get a spray tan. I don't think it works that way. Like, It's not that easy, first of all. And yeah. they're just mad that they had a fly coach. Yeah. Um, Brenna will not allow Jenna to use the excuse of being uncomfortable in her skin. And she gets snotty with Jenna. Jenna's mm-hmm. confused about why and how she walks into this interrogation. And Erin, being the shitster that she is, loves that Jenna is being called out because she wants her to be taught a lesson in friendship, according to... How, how is that teaching me a Give lesson? me a break. It's oh. not. Oh, God, I was so irritated. I know. In the meantime, Brynn is desperately trying to get back on Erin's good side by bringing her luggage directly to her room. When Jenna sees the side of, her, of Jessel's room, she realizes that she's being punished by getting the smallest room in the villa. Jessel checks in, or Jessel checks in on Jenna about how she was received. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality is that Jenna is really unsure of what's going on between her and Bryn. I did love that Jessel was more empathetic to Jenna, and Jessel mm-hmm. tells Jenna, like, what's the big deal? I don't care that you flew first class, or that right. you didn't want to fly coach. Like, what is the problem? Right. Um, Jenna is building up what's coming up. Uh, she feels there's pent-up animosity in Bryn. 
But Bryn claims that her issue is that Jenna doesn't share enough for her to get to know Jenna. Mm-hmm. Bryn does not appreciate Jenna's excuses, but Jenna is not sorry. Um, I think Jenna just did what she had to do to make herself feel comfortable and ready for her first ever girls trip with these girls. I agree. I was so irritated that they were just so dismissive. Like, did they not I see know. the pic- Not that it matters. Like, not that they should have seen the pictures of her teeth and her skin mm-hmm. condition, but like a little compassion, ladies. Like this woman well, yeah. is like doing her best here. And they like, know she all- has that. So it's like, Ugh, and then God. they bitch about the fact that she doesn't want to share or be personal with them, I feel like. And then she tried to tell them why and they wouldn't have it. So what's she supposed to do? Exactly. Like they're saying you don't share, but then she tries to share, like you said, and they don't believe her or yeah, they no compassion. shit. And right. so it's like, oh my God. So what do y'all want? Um, so it's interesting to see the what's gonna happen next this season. We get the trip. Yes. it just it I don't know how Jenna is going to get on their good graces again, but in real time, they seem to be doing fine. Uh, mm-hmm. There's real time. There's real time drama with Sai and Bryn. So I'm curious what leads up to that. There was a page six article saying that Sai, you know, said Bryn is the one that outed her some secret. I don't know. So we'll see. What's wow. Going on. Okay. Interesting. Yes. All right. So that was well, uh, we have a lot to talk about this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. It has Fabulous. been a very fun episode as usual. As per usual, I love talking to you. Yes, me too. And we will see all of you again next time on East and West. Mario and Les. Bye.